All right, thank you so much for tuning in to Forward Thinking Founders. This is the podcast where we highlight undiscovered talent. We're scanning Y Combinator, Pioneer, Product Hunt, Twitter, Indie Hackers, all these different networks to find really interesting founders and interesting projects and startups, and we feature them on the podcast before you've probably heard of any of them. And what's great about this is you get to follow along on their journey as they become more and more successful and say, I knew them when. So thank you so much for tuning in to Forward Thinking Founders, and let's get into our next founder you haven't heard of, but you will. All right. How's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders, where we're talking to founders about their companies, their visions for the future, and how the two collide. Today, I'm very excited to have on two founders today. We have George Giplatze and Arusadon Kelly, who are the co-founders of GiveInternet.org. Hey, guys. Welcome to the show. How's it going? Hi. Thank you so much for having us. It's going okay. How are you? I am doing... I'm doing great. I'm excited to be talking to you. I think what you're both doing is quite incredible, and I'm excited to dive in so the listeners can learn more about it too. So with that, can one of you kind of go into what you're working on? What is GiveInternet.org? Sure. Um, So GiveInternet.org is a nonprofit platform where anyone can sponsor monthly internet fees or laptops for high school students in need. So thanks to over a thousand individual monthly donors and additional support from corporate sponsors, we have equipped up to 500 high schoolers with internet access, um, a laptop, uh, access to ed tech platforms of our partners and training and mentorship. Um, And the students reside in some of the most underserved communities in Georgia, Europe, uh, mostly refugee camps, villages by the line of Russian occupation and rural areas. Um, that's pretty much the gist of it. <laughs> yeah, that's that's incredible. I'd love to hear the impetus for wanting to start this. Um, obviously, the mission and the vision is incredible. But what you know, what's what what started this? What was the kind of event or the action trigger that that made you guys want to start this? Yeah, so uh, Give Internet was created by our nonprofit Educare Georgia. Uh, Educare was founded around five years ago with the mission to provide access to free world-class education to anyone in Georgia. And uh, so what we did was we almost fully localized a number of educational platforms of our partners like Khan Academy and Code.org. But then we realized that the students who needed those resources the most did not have internet access. And so we're not able to use the resources. So we decided to expand connectivity to the most underserved communities. And that's how Give Internet started. <laughs> and ha- Tell me, like, how does it actually work? So let's say I, I want to sponsor, I want to, you know, I have X amount of dollars and I want to sponsor internet for students in high school. Can you tell me, um, you know, either of you, like, you, you, like, I donate and then you buy supplies or is it like something with satellites? Can you kind of, can, can you go into, I don't know, how it works once, you know, it, it's donated? Yeah, so when it comes to the platform, we try to make it really fast and transparent. So it just takes a couple of clicks to register for a recurring donation of at least $1. And after that, the donation is automatically deducted each month. And you indicate what percentage of your donation you want to go directly to the student versus admin costs. 
and then each month you receive transparency reports with uh, a detailed account of our costs, success stories, etc. And uh, on the website you can read the story of each and every student uh, and uh, every cost, every partner, every donor, everything. And uh, so we equip the students with internet access based on where they are located. So sometimes it is broadband internet, sometimes it's uh, 3G, 3G dongles, whatever. So it depends. So we have to, uh, so we have ISP partners, so internet service provider partners who usually try to equip, help us equip the students with the internet. Um, what happens usually is the individuals um, on, who, who donate on the platform, sponsor the internet access fees, and, but um, we also have corporate sponsors who usually sponsor the laptops. So that's kind of the model that we have right now. Um, and we have a very stringent protocol of identifying the students. Um, we survey them, we document them, um, we go through local schools, uh, and once the whole process is over, we just go over and uh, give them the training and the laptop and the resources. Um, so it's, it's a long process to connect, uh, to give access to, to the internet uh, to one student. So I'd love to hear from both of you, since you've been working on this, you know, I kind of feel like it gives you an opportunity to learn a bunch about the world and uh, um, how nonprofits work, partnerships, you know, the impact that giving internet to these, to these students, to these people, young professionals, young, young adults has. What have been some of the things you both have learned um, about the world, about yourselves, about the company, or, sorry, nonprofit, um, I guess both, um, since you kind of got started with uh, giveinternet.org? George, do you want to go? <laughs> uh, yeah, so, ooh, mm, you know, mm, actually uh, what we found out uh, in this process is that, uh, uh, so there are a couple of barriers of access to internet, right? Uh, there is an affordability barrier, uh, there is an infrastructure barrier, there is a barrier of relevance, which means that uh, people might not understand uh, really the importance of internet and uh, we thought that actually with give internet we started um, to solve to tackle uh, affordability barrier uh, but you know it turned out that uh, as soon as we started some uh, some local ISP some local Wi-Fi operators they approached us and said that if we start a project in certain regions that uh, they considered not investable before uh, they might uh, start the infrastructure development. And we have today uh, two cases where the local Wi-Fi operators uh, build an infrastructure in the area where Give Internet started to work. So one of this, uh, and, and the second one is that um, we, uh, after providing laptops and um, providing, you know, like paying internet bills for uh, two years in average, um, we just, after, after students finish their school and, and after they graduate, um, we actually stop paying. And uh, it's turned out that uh, the families try, um, are uh, reprioritizing their cost structures and they are still um, continuing to pay for the internet. It turned out that the main barrier was still, um, you know, the first... Um, like first access to the laptop to buy a laptop they couldn't buy a laptop 
Um, and another one that after two years of using internet, they understand the importance so much that they try to, uh, you know, uh, to manage their costs differently and they are ready to, uh, to pay for it. These are the um, two main findings we have uh, at the moment. And there's also something else um, that I want to mention. Uh, I think, um, well, well, that's the impression that we get at least that um, a lot of people have like an aha moment when they, when they visit our website because, <clears throat> you know, most charities usually focus on the immediate needs of the poor, like water, clothes, um, food, whatever. But, you know, the internet is not an immediate need for most people. But, you know, once they actually come onto the website, they usually think, oh, why not the internet? You know, like they have this 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 eureka moment a lot of the time. Um, and I also have to mention that uh, like 85% of our donors are millennials. I think the cause really resonates with this generation. And uh, mm -hmm. we try to target them as much as possible. And at, and at some point, you know, we realized that, uh, uh, you know, the... Uh, the fate of people was somehow predetermined by the env environment where they were born, mainly before internet. And now it gives an, you know, an open borders, an opportunity to learn something, uh, to learn something new, to discover their, I don't know, passions themselves. Uh, and it's it's very important. It's kind of uh, environment where you can actually do um, everything you want, which was uh, pretty limited before. I'd love to dive into the very, very, very early days of of this, of, of internet.org and kind of learn about when you first started talking to potential schools or partners about this, I'd love to hear a story on how did you convince that first partner to take a shot on you or how did you convince that first, you know, donor, first big donor to say, you know what, this is something and we're not big now, but we will be. Um, Cause I know it's hard to get anything off of the ground. I just love to hear some of the, the war stories from the early days on how do you convince people to, to, to give, um, to help turn it into what it is now? Uh, yeah. So um, actually when we came up with this idea, so as Rusudan said, we were, localizing Khan Academy, uh, like into Georgian, translating content into Georgian. And then we also visited public schools throughout the country. And, um, you know, we were training students on how to use technology for education, how to use Khan Academy and other platforms. And in this process, we realized that um, there are about 20% of students who don't have access because they cannot pay for the monthly internet bills and devices. Um, and then we just uh, thought that, mm, so we were, by the way, inspired by mm, some of the charities like, uh, like Vatsi and uh, Charity Water. So we thought that why not do the same for, uh, for internet. We just quickly came up with an MVP. It was only one page, one or two pages. Uh, and we were, you know, we were just trying to test the idea. Uh, the thing is that uh, in jo Georgia is a small country and um, Facebook is very active here. Uh, like people are using Facebook pretty much heavily. Uh, and we just, I don't know, we just, um, it, it, it was not even a launch. You know, we just uh, shared the website. 
Uh, and uh, in, in one hour, we had uh, 60 monthly paying donors uh, and mostly millennials, uh, just young people. This, this was actually the aha moment Rusudan said, you know, they just realized that giving internet is such an important thing. Uh, and then we got a call from a uh, from a local TV channel who just uh, asked us. So this is a cool idea. Why don't you guys um, come and talk about it? Uh, and uh, but it wasn't uh, you know it didn't took off from the day one. Uh, it was struggling in between all the time. But uh, later on we were pretty much active. We tried to build this 100% rad radical you know. Uh, transparent uh, transparency policy like showing every cost breakdown every student's story and we are still uh, you know trying to uh, improve this strategy uh, I just want to add people like this okay sorry uh, I do think that we did have some kind of an advantage um, because Georgia is such a small community um, and, and the people who are potential donors that community is even smaller um, well, I think one of the advantages that we had is that people knew us. First of all, they knew Educare Georgia, and uh, we had some dealings with the Ministry of Education before when we wanted to collaborate on working with schools. We had uh, coding uh, clubs, etc. So they knew us, so they knew enough to trust us, so they gave us access to schools. But a lot of corporations knew about Educare Georgia. Some of them were sponsoring our localization process, uh, and they also knew us personally. Georgia is a very... Um, um, how do I say this? Um, one of the he has one one of those advantages of having a really large uh, network, and uh, he has built trust within this community, uh, which makes it super challenging for us to go out of this community and to target new audiences. Um, so let's actually talk about that. So right now, have you you might you might have already mentioned this? So if you have, I apologize. But what is expansion look like going into other communities is that on the table yeah let's talk about a little bit about the future how do you think about expansion with giveinternet.org yeah we are now in the process of incorporating a 501c3 nonprofit in the u.s um and so the plan is to attract donations from the us and europe and expand our operations to other countries um so we want to work with the partners on the ground uh, hopefully in the middle east and africa and provide them with the funding necessary to provide the services that we provide for the students if that's clear so let's let's see you so said you're you're um Doing the paperwork necessary to be 501c3 or uh, nonprofit in uh, in the states. What would be like the ideal scenario for you in the you know in America in in North America? Uh, sorry, in uh, United States of America. On uh, like, do you want partners already in specific states, or do you want to see where the demand goes? Are you trying to be everywhere? Um, is that a little too far? too far thinking how do you think about you know getting here because i want to help you know if i can <laughs> yeah. i think i think the, the the biggest role you know starting this um the biggest role played uh, private individuals like donors on the platform i think as soon as you have traction and many people like it and they uh, start to donate then everybody is interested in it the corporations and you know i don't know maybe local governments so I think the main strategy at, the, at first will be to uh, approach uh, some communities, millennials, uh, who might be interested 
interested in the uh, in the project in the cause itself and how it is uh, executed and uh, we are now rebuilding we are talking a lot with um, with potential donors and you know interviews and surveys we actually have a huge list of what we can improve now we are in a developing process now we are rebuilding the website the landing page and bringing some new uh, interesting concept to it and again the main strategy is uh, based on, on transparency and where actually uh, the money of donors is going this is the the biggest and most important topic at the moment so we, we are the whole strategy is built on attracting uh, private individual donors to build this crowd funding community and i'm guessing you will take donors from anywhere but you, but you'll will you open up like a specific community like like something like hey like we're moving to the states or we're sorry we're expanding to the states start getting on the platform because we're going to support this community in Detroit or we're going to support this community in Oakland. And then we all like, it all starts with a community or, and if you don't have all these answers, it's totally fine. I'm just trying to understand like, like I guess how it moves around. Cause I do feel like it'll blow up once you get up, once you get approved here. Um, so I just kind of like, I'm curious how you think about it. Uh, yeah, you know, uh, so we actually, uh, as Rusudan said, we are trying to find local partners like non-educational non-profits on the ground. At first, we still think that um, we, we will fo focus on, on developing countries. But we know that in every developed country, this is a huge problem. In, even in U.S., you know, officially, it's from, uh, so there are two sources, three, from three to five million uh, students are lacking internet access because because they can't pay for their internet bills. So the problem is huge even in developing countries. We just uh, uh, don't have the capacity to expand, you know, uh, at once. So we'll start in the region, in Middle East and African countries. And you know, many nonprofits, many U.S. nonprofits work in those countries. So we might partner with U.S. nonprofit to uh, you know tackle these issues in some developing countries yeah that's awesome i i, I like how you're thinking about it i and i, I kind of want to hear you know 10 years from now um or 20 years from now when you've accomplished what you want to accomplish and you're probably still going but you know it's a lot bigger than it is now what does giveinternet.org look like and what does it do? Does it does the value prop change? I guess what I'm asking is, what's the big vision um, behind it, what you're working on, and what what will it look like? You know, in a decade or two. Uh, yeah. Well, so uh, actually, the big vi vision is to connect everyone. By the way, um, the thing is that um, you know the impact of Give Internet is not only uh, the impact we actually do by connecting students. It's also, you know, raising the awareness about the, about the topic, especially nowadays during this pandemic period, you know, now everybody realized, uh, the importance of it. So the, the, you know, uh, the donations are growing, um, they are at its peak at the moment. Uh, and the governments are talking about it. And, you know, the most influential people are talking about the importance of it. So it's kind of a side effect when you find out that there's a platform that you can donate. Uh, the big idea is that one half of the population can help, who is connected, can help to the other half of the population and connect them. Also by raising awareness and uh, uh, 
Uh, I hope that at some point everybody will realize that this is a basic human right and maybe governments will be involved in building infrastructure in the rural areas where it is not, you know, where they have to subsidize it. And it should be, it should be like a commodity, like water, electricity, although in, in the world it's still a problem, but this is the way we want to raise the awareness um, and importance of it. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think what we're trying to do is, well, I think a lot of people have a need to give, right? Um, and this is our way of allowing them to give to this cause, because I think a lot of people care about this cause and this problem, and they want to take part in solving this challenge. Um, and um, yeah, I definitely agree with George. Uh, it is a lot. It has a lot to do with raising awareness, especially in a community like Georgia, which uh, looks skeptically upon upon the use of the internet, um, and we try to do this just by just by talking about the issue, just by talking about the severity of the issue, but also by doing our work and then doing the research and by looking at the impact of our work on the lives of the students and the changes in their lives. Uh, so I think that that might even bring more uh, more um impact and more good to the to the entire community and actually con giving internet to a couple of two to uh, several hundred students or a thousand <laughs> i don't have much information on this so i don't know how to like very well articulate the question but i'll g give it a shot i know that a while ago facebook was working on these giant i don't know if they're satellites or planes but pretty much try, you know let's call them satellites for now um, flying over, you know, areas to give everyone in that area, you know, internet or Wi-Fi or a signal or something like that. I know there's other companies, I think Project Loon, something like that, like Google. Do you, obviously not necessarily like partnering directly with these companies, but like, I don't know, do you plan to partner with them or do you, are you interested in in these activities of these larger companies? Like, are you trying to get involved in any capacity? Yes, you know, so they are trying to solve the infrastructural part. Um, and of course, it will solve the affordability part at some point. But still, you know, um, like uh, buying device, price of a device uh, is still a barrier. And uh, paying uh, some monthly subscription for people who are living for less than $1 a day, uh, it's, uh, it's still pretty tough. Um, and that's why we, we, of course, we will work with any operator. Today we are working with the, uh, with the biggest ISPs, with the mobile operator, with the local Wi-Fi or mesh operators. Like everyone who is providing uh, infrastructural part, we are uh, ready and willing to work with. Um, and uh, also, also besides connecting those students at the moment, we also do... Uh, we call it online mentorship program. So we have them, uh, since we have them um, connected and on board, we have this uh, like virtual communities where, the, where we teach them how to use tech for education. We provide uh, some uh, interesting and relevant material um, on, uh, on, on the topics they are interested in. So this is a whole process where we also want to educate people on how to how to use um, internet. Yeah, we also have training sessions on media literacy, financial literacy, <laughs> online education. So we try to give them the whole package, anything they need 
to navigate the web safely and productively. Um, so we do provide a lot of services, um, internet access being just one of them. And obviously if it becomes free, <laughs> um, that that's excellent. But we still, I think we still need to solve the other uh, barriers that they have. You know? But still, you know, every infrastructure needs a maintenance and somebody has to pay for its cost. So um, there will be, some price uh, always uh, and hopefully that the majority of the world's population will come out of poverty uh, but still this is a huge topic even if they solve these infrastructural challenges there will be still many problems of affordability yeah that that makes sense i mean it's cool i really like learning about topics randomly on you know on the internet or on facebook like and then I could talk to people like you who are working in tandem with the same ideas. It's like, you know, the world is big, but it's, it's not that big, which is pretty cool. My last question for both of you, and I would love both of you to answer, you know, however you want. Um, but my last question is, you know, you're doing incredible work with, with this nonprofit with giveninternet.org. Um, are you, I guess, you know, you, obviously you need a lot of help to make this happen. Do you have an ask? Uh, that, you know, the forward-thinking founders community can help with? Is there anything that we can do to help you? I guess if each of you can kind of tell, uh, give us one thing that, that we can do to help, that would be awesome. Yeah, I would say the one thing is feedback um, on the platform. And uh, as detailed, as, uh, the more detailed, the better. Um, so I would just ask for, you know, just check out our website and let us know what you think. That's something that will help us the most right now uh, as we iterate. <laughs> Yeah, and at some point after we incorporate a U.S. nonprofit and uh, launch a new a new platform, a new website, also maybe just uh, again feedback and helping to spread the word uh, in the community, and uh, yeah, maybe just ask community about the new ideas, not only on the platform but also the business model uh, and uh, how how the project can develop. So any ideas, any feedback would be appreciated. All right. Well, thank you both of you for coming on. Love what you're working on. I think it's really important for the world. And uh, um, it was great to get to know you both a little bit. Best of luck, you know, giving internet to the world and um, keep it up. I'm rooting for you. Thank you very much. Thank you for having us. Okay. Thank you everyone for tuning into that episode. I hope you really enjoyed it. And luckily there's another one coming up real soon. But before then, I have a couple things to tell you. First, if you're listening to this and you think you're working on something cool or you think you're smart, hit me up on Twitter. I am at Matt underscore Sherman, and that is Matt with one T. So hit me up, shoot me a DM, and I'm happy to check out what you're working on and maybe we can get you on the pod. But at the very least, I'm happy to give you feedback on your product or project or startup. Lastly, if you can please rate this podcast in the iTunes store, that would be awesome. I'm trying to get up in the rankings so more people can discover these awesome founders. And the only way to do that, or one of the ways to do that, is growing with rankings. So if you like what you're listening to, please just go onto the iTunes store, give it five stars or four, you know, or three. I'm not going to tell you what to give, but just tell whatever I deserve, you should rate that. With that, I'm signing off. See you next time. Bye.